I'm Mark Riddell and I'm back with another episode of TechSess. In today's episode, it's a bit of a follow-on from what we were talking about in last week's episode, where I spent some time talking with Robert Hall about phishing simulation and end-user security awareness training. Welcome to TechSess, the show that provides the information you need to know so that technology can help your business to be more successful. All businesses are going to invest in a phishing simulation and end user security awareness program. So I thought, well, maybe we should just give some useful advice that anyone can implement totally free, which is going to help reduce the chance of a social engineering attack in your business. Now, particularly we're talking about phishing attacks here. We're probably all familiar with phishing where you get sent an email. It's made to look legit and basically tries to trick you or one of your members of staff into clicking on a link downloading and opening an attachment or taking some sort of action where they potentially give away the login to one of their online accounts or something like that. So we're going to spend some time just talking about social engineering red flags today and how you can spot some of the obvious and maybe not so obvious red flags that will protect your business from a phishing attack. Now just before we begin, if you did miss last week's episode with Robert, then we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to go back and learn about phishing simulation campaigns and some ways that end user security awareness training can help reduce the likelihood of a social engineering attack within your business, then go back and check that out. It's a great episode. Rob was the first guest on TechSess and it was great fun chatting with him. I'm just going to jump straight in here to some great advice that you can implement in your business for free and you can pass this information on or share this episode with your colleagues and hopefully help reduce the likelihood of something bad happening in your business. Everything we're talking about today is going to be related to email. So we're talking purely about being able to spot phishing emails and some of the ways that attackers will try and trick you into taking some action or doing whatever it is they want you to do. So the first thing we're going to talk about is who the email is from. Okay, so focusing on the from header in your email. Now, I just want to say if you are checking your email on your phone, you quite often do not see the actual email address that the email comes from. You'll just see the sender's name and that name can be made up to be anything regardless of who the email address is from. Okay, so you want to make sure if you're on a mobile, you normally if you click on the email name, it will expand and it'll actually show you the email address that the email came from. So that's the first thing to check. And we know that I think it's about 70% of email is read on a mobile phone. So it's quite a common thing. So make sure you are checking that you can see the from address on your smartphone or tablet or whatever mobile device you're using to read your email. So the first thing is, do you recognize the sender's email address? And that seems quite an obvious one, but... You know, make sure that the email address is someone that you would normally or regularly communicate with, right? So that's the first thing to check. Who's the email from? Is the email from someone outside of your organization? And is it related to something that you do? You know, if you're working for someone, is the email related to whatever it is you do within the business? So if you get a request that's not anything to do with what you do within the company, that's a bit of a red flag because why would someone be sending that email to you when that's not part of your job remit, right? So just be careful of weird requests, okay? The other thing is that the email was sent from someone inside your organization or might have been from you know a customer or a vendor that you work with, but it's very unusual or out of character. So if someone's never asked you to do something before, 
it's a bit of a strange request. You should always see that as a red flag as well, okay? Next thing to be aware of in the from section in the email is the sender's email from a suspicious looking domain. For example, is it from microsoft-support.com? Or it may be that they've misspelled Microsoft. So they might have spelled like Microsoft, so M-I-C-O-R soft-support.com. So first glance, looks like it says Microsoft. You see Microsoft support, but actually it's Microsoft-support.com. If it actually came from Microsoft, it would end at Microsoft.com. So just be cautious that the domain doesn't look a bit suspect. Chances are, if it looks suspect, it probably is. And lastly, in the from section, double check this email is not unexpected or an unusual email that also contains like a hyperlink or an attachment from someone that you've not communicated with. Chances are most people will expect an email with an attachment. It's not usually something that will come out of the blue, certainly from someone that you haven't been speaking to maybe on the phone lately or something like that. So just be very wary of suddenly receiving an unexpected email with an attachment from someone. Next thing you should really be careful of is check who the email was sent to. This might seem pretty obvious, but if you were CC'd on an email and the email was sent to lots of other people and you, and you don't really know who the other people are, chances are this is an email that's been sent out en masse and may likely or very likely be a social engineering attack here. I received an email that was also sent to an unusual mix of people. Like for instance, it might be sent to a random group of people at the same organization whose last names all start with the same letter, just a list of unrelated addresses. So just be careful that this might be the sign that this is just a spam email that's been sent out to a whole list of people. So check who the email was sent to and be cautious of that as well. Now, of course, the next one that most people are familiar with is hyperlinks or any links in an email. And we're all pretty well versed in hovering over hyperlinks that's displayed in the email message to just double check that the link that it looks like it's going to is actually the link that it's going to. Okay, And again, be really cautious of any hyperlinks that have misspelling in them. Okay, So make sure that you just double check that the hyperlink the URL that it's trying to link to is spelled correctly because misspellings are a common thing that a lot of people don't really pick up on. So yeah, just make sure that the email contains a link that looks genuine to you and also be very cautious of really, really long hyperlinks, okay? You know, like a huge, long kind of gobbledygook looking link. Best thing is, if in doubt, don't click on it. If the email is from someone that you know, there's no harm in picking up the phone and just asking them, you know, did you send me this email because I've got a link? I'm not sure if it's genuine. It's the best way to check before you go and make that mistake and click on something. Now, here's one that a lot of people ignore, and that is the date on the email. So if you receive an email from someone that you would normally receive an email from in the course of business, but that email was sent at a strange time, for example, they sent an email at like 3 a.m., then you should be really cautious of that. When you open up your email in the morning, come into work, go to your home office, whatever, on your phone when you're having cornflakes, and you get your email, just check the time of the emails because obviously when you open up your email in the morning, you're usually getting all the marketing emails and automated emails that were sent during the night. But just double check that if there's any emails from people, don't just assume that they've sent that email like 
just when they got into the office or it was sent, you know, early in the morning. Was that email sent at, say, nine o'clock last night, you know, which is out of hours? And you think, well, that's a bit strange because they never email me out of hours. Or was it sent, like, during the night? And that's going to be a red flag that potentially their email account has been compromised or this just could be a, a spoofed email situation. Someone's trying to kind of mimic their email address. Of course, that should set off red flags and you should start checking other things like the from address and everything else that we've spoken about already on this episode. Next up, we're going to pay special attention to the subject of the email. So did you receive an email where the subject line is completely irrelevant or does it match the content of the message? Quite often, you'll see spam emails where the subject and the message are nothing to do with each other. That's obviously a bit of a red flag. And is the email message a reply to something that I didn't send a request? So quite often, you'll see in the subject, you'll have the RE and then the colon. So it's like a make it look like it's a reply to a message. That's a bit of a trick that's used as well to make the user think that this is a reply to an email that you sent out to make you assume that it's a genuine email coming in. So just be very careful of that trick being used. It's just someone that's just typed that into the subject as the email has gone out. It isn't a genuine reply to an email. Now, of course, we're all pretty wary of attachments in emails these days. So a couple of things here that you want to pick up on is that did the sender send an email attachment that you weren't expecting or that makes no sense? You know, it's nothing related to the email message. Like this sender doesn't normally send me this type of attachment. Be very cautious of opening file types that you're not aware of. So, you know, we're pretty familiar with PDFs, .doc or .docx, Excel files, that kind of thing. You know, so if you receive an email and there's a file type extension that looks really strange, you've never heard of it before, particular dangerous ones would be things like .exe, which is an executable file. So if people are sending those to you, that's a huge red flag. You never want to open that kind of file because an executable file is normally the type of file that would install or run some piece of software on your machine. So be very cautious of that kind of file. But also just be aware that there are some types of files that are generally safe to click on and the most common one being like a, a text file.txt. So if you receive a TXT file, you can pretty be sure that that's safe to click on. But again, it's not a common file type that people would be sending you. So again, just still be cautious and double check that you're receiving a genuine attachment from someone. The other piece of advice I would add on attachments here is make sure it's actually an attachment to the email. Quite often you will see what is basically just an image of like a document icon, a word icon or a PDF file icon. And it's actually just an image that's embedded in the actual body or like below the text in the email. It makes the user think that, okay, that's a file attachment, but file attachments don't tend to appear there. They tend to appear, you know, along the top of the screen and allow you to click and save the file attachment as. What that image is, is that image is actually just a hyperlink to somewhere. The attacker wants you to click that thinking that you're opening the attachment of the email and all you're, you're not doing that. What you're doing is you're actually just clicking a link to a dodgy website, right? So just be careful and make sure that any attachment is actually an attachment and not just an embedded image with a hyperlink behind it. If you do think it is just an image that's been embedded in the email, what you can do is just like you do with hyperlinks, hover your mouse over it. The little pop-up will show you the link that that image is actually linking to. So just be very, very careful with attachments. So we're on to the last 
thing that we're going to talk about when it comes to social engineering emails and red flags, and that's the content of the email, right? So ask yourself some questions. Is the sender asking me to click on a link or open an attachment to avoid a negative consequence or to gain something of value? So, for example, you might see emails that will say things like, you have a voicemail and click here to listen to your voicemail. You know, if you've got a voicemail system on your phone system in business, voicemail to email is a common thing. The phone systems that we provide have that feature. But just be careful that it is a genuine, you know, voicemail to email, for example, from your phone system. You should be aware of that. You should have had them by now. If it looks different to the normal type of email that you get from your phone system, then obviously be really wary of that. Also be cautious of things like your email mailbox is going to be shut down. You must click here to keep it active. You know, anything that's asking you to put a bit of a time pressure to do something, to avoid something bad happening is usually a way to trick you into clicking on a link. Just also check the spelling and grammar in the email. So does it have obvious spelling mistakes or bad grammar? If it's from someone that you know, you will hopefully be able to recognize their writing style. Are they using unusual words that the person would never normally use? Did they say hello instead of hi and you think well that person would always just say hi why are they saying hello you know you can pick up on these things especially people that you regularly email of course if it's an email from someone that you don't know then you would be able to pick up on that but just watch for bad grammar and spelling mistakes because quite often these phishing emails are written by people where like english isn't their first language so they will quite often make mistakes that are pretty easy to spot and now the final piece of advice, and it might just be the best, most common sense piece of advice I can give you here is if you have a bit of an uncomfortable or gut feeling that the email that you're looking at isn't genuine, don't test it. You know, don't think, well, I'll just click the link anyway and see what happens. Because literally clicking that link is all it needs for an attacker to have a successful attack on your business, whether that's launching a ransomware infection on your machine or whatever. Quite often, you know, we see in cyber attacks where they've been traced back to it was a single user clicking a single link and that's what caused the whole attack to be successful. And just to reiterate something that Rob and I spoke about in last week's episode, which is if you're working from home still and you receive an email and you think it's a phishing email, don't forward it to a colleague. Because if you didn't fall for the email and you're forwarding it to a colleague for them to take a look at it and give you a second opinion, they might actually click on the link or open the attachment, right? So you're just giving the attacker a second opportunity for someone to fall for it. The best thing is, if you're not sure, just delete the email. Or if your IT support provider offers a phishing check service or they do anything with cybersecurity in the business, they may have a mechanism where you can forward email to them and they'll be able to check the email out and then get back to you and let you know if it was genuine or not. But if in doubt, delete it and if it's an email from someone that you know and that you email regularly and you think this is a bit suspicious looking just pick up the phone you know ask them it's much better to inconvenience them for a few minutes and just double check that what you're looking at is genuine than to click on a link and you know find out that it's too late and you kind of wish that you had just double checked things so Definitely be extra cautious and it's always better to err on the side of caution with this stuff than it is to just click or open something that you're not 100% sure on. So that's all I have for you today in this episode of Tech S. 
I hope these tips have been really useful. If you want to share this episode with your colleagues, please feel free to do so. Spread the word out there. Make sure that people are vigilant and make sure people follow this simple advice to help keep your business safe from social engineering. As always, please follow TechSS on the favourite place that you listen to your podcasts. Have a great day and I'll look forward to talking to you in the next episode.